I'm here with Dan Merrin and Sarah Williams and Mark Brown. It's the end of Solent Conf 18. How was it for you, Sarah? It was fun. It was good. It went to plan, nearly. So, yeah, I'm really pleased with how, how it went. There was a lovely feeling in the room. I, I, we came to this conference last year. It was the first patients-included event in the UK. Um, and I was kind of really pleasantly surprised. It was a really wonderful conference. Um, and this year was just as good. Um, Dan, how was it for you? I thought it was amazing, amazing. Uh, great energy, uh, lots of unexpected stuff happening, creative. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how did you put this together? Because this isn't like other UK conferences. It seems to have been co-produced in a slightly different way to the usual event. Uh, it's completely co-produced. So uh, not very long from now, we'll start thinking about next year. It sort of emerges. So we sit down with our side-by-side group. We look at the feedback from this year. We get other people involved if they've asked to get involved. Um, and then we just start to think about the things that might be uh, presented, think about different ways of doing it, if we want to try different techniques. Um, we look at uh, innovative things that are happening in services, such as the, the choir for pulmonary rehab, see if we can have them singing or do a workshop. And, and slowly but surely, it, it kind of emerges as a plan. And then we call that for abstracts like a normal, a normal conference. But we do try to keep it really interactive, and lots of different things going on, so you're not just listening all day long. It really strikes me that there's a lot more that you could do. I mean, it was brilliant, but there's a lot more that you could do to kind of bring the outside world in even more, because I think it is still very kind of Solent-focused, of course, because it's a Solent NHS conference, but there's a lot of interest for this kind of stuff online. Mark, what do you think? How how could we do that more in the future? I think what was really interesting for me, because, you know, I was sitting live tweeting a lot of the talks, was how much the... How, how many of the talks kind of talked about kind of qualitative research they talked about how things look different when you talk to patients rather than just talking to researchers so I think there's almost a kind of movement that we're looking at over time that might you know something very interesting I think maybe for you to consider in future years is, is kind of attracting some abstracts from the wider world so kind of setting the challenge of just how different did the world look to you when you spent more time with your patients than with your professional peers i think there'd be a really really interesting challenge in that to kind of say this is the great stuff that's happening in our patch and what we've done is we've inspired all this amazing stuff in other patches as well this is this is kind of the state of the art for this sort of stuff that's what i was thinking because there was a definite definite strong seam of people going well, we thought it looked this way, and then we spent more time with people, and it definitely looked different when we were finished from when we started. Daniel, you had a, a snowballing, was it called snowballing exercise? Tell us about that, because that was a really nice way of bringing in new ideas. Uh, so um, uh, what we did um, was um, ask people, because uh, we launched our academy today, for, for those of, uh, of us who uh, were following the Twitter, uh, the, the Solent Research and Improvement Academy is uh, the home of lots of stuff that doesn't usually sit together in one space. Um, uh, so uh, research, development, innovation, quality improvement, uh, patient engagement, uh, and clinical effectiveness and audit all in one creative place. Um, so we launched our academy today, uh, and that was uh, so. It's a it's a really it's a joy. It's a celebration for us. And one of the things that we asked the audience to do was um, to write down 
best case uh, aspirations, hopes, dreams for what the academy could do, what it would look like if it was really successful. Um, uh, wish lists on pieces of paper, uh, to scrunch them up into little balls and to just throw them up in the air and uh, uh, kind of give them to the universe. And then we, um, on behalf of the universe, we collected them all. And we're going to do something with it, but I don't know what yet. Yeah. You're going to send out a series of photos of scrunched up bits of paper on Twitter? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so, Sarah, has this been, that must have been quite a challenge culturally to bring all that stuff together into one place in a UK NHS trust? Do you know, it wasn't really, because it wasn't something that just was a task. It's something that evolved organically. So we started with research. And then a bit added to it, and then a bit more added to it, the other stuff. And then actually we started to think, actually, we kind of want more of this. So we actually sought the, the quality improvement programme, and we, we've always had the patient engagement stuff really sort of closely tied in. And, and then our innovation stream, and, and the, the board gave us some money for Dragon's Den and small-scale innovations. So we, to be honest, sort of grabbed onto that, and it all fitted together really well. So it wasn't, it wasn't a master plan. It might have sounded like it was, but it wasn't. It just, it just came together. And uh, we always had the vision of we should integrate this stuff because if, if you want frontline staff to use tools for measurement and improvement, we should make that easy. We shouldn't make that like, oh, I need to go to 15 different departments to see who's going to help me with the right things and then get them fighting and filling in loads of forms. We should just say, right, now come and we can help you use one or a bundle of different techniques to help you get this done. And is that happening elsewhere in other UK, uh, other English trusts? I know of, you know, like Miranda Wolpert's work in youth mental health where they're doing a lot of amazing measuring of outcomes in schools but is that happening in other trusts um not that i know of some trusts have have research and clinical audit under the same head of um i don't know of it doesn't mean it's not i don't say no thank you for shouting over the top of the um bottles being knocked in the background it's the end of a conference (laughs) thanks a lot for joining me uh looking forward to next year Thank you.